You know, the next step is to have your own brand, have 100% control, have your own products. I think there's something satisfying about, you know, creating something from scratch, uh, something that is unique and is yours, you know, that is not just like dropshipping products from other suppliers. This really uh, excites me. It's always a bit scary, obviously, you're starting something new, you don't really know that it's nobody that, you know, is doing it and it's pretty new, but it'll be what it is. If you're not taking any risk, you're never gonna, never gonna know. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. This is an exciting milestone for me. Mark Chapon is the first to return to the program, and it means a lot to me personally. As of this recording, by the way, he's not the last. But for you, we have a fantastic episode. In addition to a crash course on doing Pinterest ads, which by the way, you might want to hop onto our video version when it's released, we also touch base with where his profession is taking him. There is nothing quite like using the knowledge, resources, and skills developed in running an online business and taking it to where each of us feel it can be put to best use. Mark Chapon, it is... Great to have you back. This is an Ecomonics first. We actually have a returning guest uh, here on the show. So uh, I just want you to know there's been a big, huge smile on my face the last couple of days uh, in anticipation of this. Um, it, it means a lot to have you back because it means that either Ricky is paying guests onto the table or you really enjoyed the show and you wanted to come back. So thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Same here. Same here. So that's the good side is the excitement. The downside, you know, in, in the interest of my uh, being honest with my audience is I thought, what the hell am I going to talk about now that they're now that they're back? So, uh, so we spent some time. We just figured out what we want to talk about today. We definitely have a lot of value we want to share with the audience. Um, and to my audio listeners, I know how this feels to feel like once a show goes video that you're being uh, screwed over. I've gone through this too. It's everybody goes through this. But what we're going to show today will involve um, a video component. So. We'll do our best to talk you through it, but you might want to head on over to our video channel to uh, get the full experience. So with that, Mark, uh, it has been, I counted, nine months since we last spoke. So how are things going with you? How are you doing? You, you look like you're living in a palace. <laughs> I'm in Paris right now. Uh, I'm moving around. That's, that's, you know, that's the beauty of what we do. Uh, and I was in Morocco a few weeks back. Now I'm in Paris. Uh, yeah, things are really going going really well. Uh, working on a personal project, an e-commerce project related to food, actually, uh, which is you know like I said, my passion. So it's really awesome to combine the two, um, and pretty much using you know all the money that I made from dropshipping to create my own brand. Um, so yeah, very excited about that. Uh, working still on the coaching on my dropshipping stores, and yeah, could be could be happier. Everything's working really really well. I can't help but wonder. Um, have you? Do you still have contacts in the uh, in the restaurant industry, like or in in the food industry at large? Uh, have you been Have you been hearing about you know what's been going on them? Because it's been a year uh, for them to for the, to deal with uh, what they've been dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have a lot of friends in the industry. Uh, it was extremely tough for a lot of them. For some of them in France, actually, it was easy because they actually got some money from the you know friends. To, uh, to, to, to keep going. They were actually making more money than when they were actually working. Uh, so now they're actually struggling more now than during the pandemic. Uh, but in all the countries, it was, yeah, it was, it was horrific. It was, awful. it was awful, you know, like for most people. Um, and it was really, really bad. And it kind of, 
a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of businesses or restaurants that went bankrupt, you know, and they really understood the, the, how important it is to have an econ store to, you know, do delivery and things like this. And so some of them actually uh, made a lot of money with delivery, uh, you know, using Deliveroo Uber Eats and, and services like that. But yeah, it was definitely a challenging time, but that's how it is in business. You know, it's always going to be challenging. You always have to adapt and it's never going to stay the same anyway. I um, mean, yeah, I don't want to stay on a dower note for too long, uh, but my father was telling me about one of his friends owns this, he owned, past tense, a uh, yeah. a, a wing place here uh, in, in North York. And uh, he he had he ended up had to shut down and, and ended up with about $300,000 worth of debt just on, on property uh, expenses. And the thing was, is that his target market, even if he had adapted and he had uh, started selling things online through Uber Eats, his market doesn't really do that. They're... I don't know, truckers, like they don't really use the internet all that much. So it, it wasn't just a difficulty of the restaurants having to adapt, but it was also the customer base uh, being a willing, being willing to adapt as well. As for them, they wanted to go to the bar, they wanted to experience, watch stuff on TV, drink. So yeah, not everybody made it, which is unfortunate. But as you say, you're turning, you know, your, 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 your passion for food into an e-commerce project. Do you want to let us, uh, is there anything else you can tell us about this, about what you're, what you're planning? Of course, I, actually, I actually talked about it to my uh, business partner yesterday and I said, I'm going on this podcast uh, tomorrow. Should I talk about the idea? And he said, yeah, I said, he said, we're actually doing it. Uh, it's going to push us to go even faster. So it's good. Okay. So, so yeah, so pretty much if you guys are familiar with um, the concept of masterclass, the website, masterclass.com. Um, so we're following the same kind of concept, but with only cooking and food. So we're going to, uh, do masterclasses with famous chefs in France, in the U S in different countries, uh, and pretty much teach cooking, you know, have this amazing, these amazing chefs teach cooking, uh, on our platform, but our platform is only going to be focused on food, pastries, uh, you know, pretty much the arts of, of, uh, you know, culinary arts. Um, and yeah, that's the, that's what the, the business plan is about, uh, pretty much. So it's digital products. Uh, we're going to make the films and the masterclass ourselves, uh, you know, working with chefs directly and, and, and then obviously doing the, the, the advertising and the marketing, uh, for our platform. Well, that's, uh, that sounds terrific. And it, it just goes to show one of the, uh, uh you know, longstanding premises of people finding uh, success in e-commerce is that you get to do the things that you really want to do and have the means and the resources to, realize it as as well as you expect it to be in your own mind yeah i mean to me drop shipping or, or you know especially drop shipping to me is an introduction to e-commerce and having your own brand you know drop shipping is amazing because the only difference is you don't have an inventory but obviously you lack a bit of control but that's okay because when you start you don't have a lot of money um and it's amazing because you don't need much money to start drop shipping but then i feel like that's the next step you know the next step is to have your own brand have 100 control um, have your own products. I think there's something satisfying about, you know, creating something from scratch, uh, something that is unique, that is yours, you know, that is not just like dropshipping products from other suppliers. This really uh, excites me. So, yeah, it, and it's not just not right now, it's not about the money, it's more about doing something that I uh, that I love. Um, that, you know, I love e-com, obviously, but like to do something that is initially my passion, number one, uh, and, and just combining those two passions, I think is just terrific. So I'm really excited about this. It's always a bit scary. Obviously you're starting something new. You don't really know that it's nobody that, you know, is doing it and it's pretty new, but it's what it is. If you're not taking any risk, you're never gonna, you're never gonna know. So I prefer to actually spend my money like this than just buying something, you know, silly or whatever. And then, yeah, the second like investment anyway. Well, one last thing I'm just wondering about, because my cooking skills are lacking to 
be charitable. So would it be like, a, for instance, a, a course on soups or a course on, on dinners? Like, how would it be organized exactly? Like for me, soups is something that I would really want to get good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's more like a premium experience. So since we're going to work with like famous chefs, it's more going to be about around their famous recipes, but to do it in a simple way for, uh, you know, for everybody to, to make. Because most of the time, it's actually pretty simple to make. It's just they make it complicated, but you can actually make it in a simple, simplest way. So yeah, definitely going to be soups. They're going to be you know, different dishes, desserts, I mean, everything. Uh, we're going to cover everything. It's going to depend on the chef. We have this famous pastry chef, you know, probably going to work with, and he uh, he's really well known with pies and making fruits, uh, like kind of cakes that look like fruit and things like this. So again, we, obviously we're going to talk about this, but in all the chefs that specialize in soups or specialized in entrees or whatever, that we're going to cover these, of course. Um, and it's supposed to be unique. It's not going to be like a you know, video you can find on, on YouTube. That's not the, not the goal. Otherwise, we're not going to make any money out of this uh is to really do like a unique experience with a master uh something that you would usually pay thousands of dollars because they do master classes you can go learn from them but they're gonna you know, charge you 5k for it uh and us it's gonna be the same experience but digital with you know beautiful uh beautiful scenery beautiful uh like a beautiful uh, film so it's yeah that's that's pretty much the idea and just try to really generate emotions have because that's the thing i think our strongest point on this is like we both work me and my business partner we work in the industry in the food industry so we know uh what people love you know we, we love food ourselves so we know what people love we know what people want to see and that's how we're going to create our products that's how we're going to you know do our things to make people feel emotional with the music with the, the way we film the food the way you know and that's that i'm very excited about this and yeah, you know, I, I still remember, um, it, it helps that I, you know, read through our transcript uh, yesterday, you know, I still remember, you know, how, how important creativity uh, of this is to you and how much of that can come through uh, in, in making food. And so it's, it's good to see, um, it's, it's good to see that come to fruition. And also you just, re you remind me, we'll, we'll get in, I'm going to we'll get into like the e-com e uh, stuff in a moment, but I just remember this story. So I don't know if you ever remember this TV show, I sh I'm sure it's still around, um, called Chopped where like every round yeah. a chef would get. So I, I remember, I feel so terrible for this, for, for this one lady. She was like a hash expert. She was really good yeah. at making hashes. And I think it was like the second or third round. One of the other chefs, she would make a hash like every round. Uh, Cause that was yeah. her gimmick. And then on the third round, another chef says, you know, I'm going to make a hash too. And she got eliminated because his hash turned out to be better than the so-called hash master. And I just wanted to express solidarity with her because she got uh, screwed over on television by that guy. And I just feel so bad for her. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a ruthless, uh, ruthless industry, especially in the cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So to, to catch our audience up, I have to, uh, I never really had to use this rule before because this is the first, but I expect my audience to listen to the previous episodes. I don't want to use it every time just to kind of like, you know, tell us everybody, tell everybody about yourself again. No, 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 we're not going to do that. Uh, but we are going to do is just uh, continue on with the threads that we established in the last, in the last one. So we know that your expertise uh, lies in Etsy. We know that it uh, lies in Pinterest. And one of the things about um, Pinterest uh, especially in light of everything that's going on in Facebook right now and how difficult it is to maintain a consistent revenue on Facebook is that Pinterest ads are consistent. You, you know, you make them and then, and then they stick around and that consistency uh, can, can build up over time. So in the nine months that we've last talked, has that held water? Has, have those Pinterest ads managed to, managed to maintain consistency or have they perhaps run into uh, issues that you had to resolve? Well, that's the thing. It's like, like you said, it's been nine months. Uh, and, I have campaigns now that I have launched, I think five, five, six campaigns that I've launched uh, two years ago. 
and they're still running to this day and making me a profit every day. So obviously they're not as strong as they were before, meaning like I'm not scaling as hard as before, uh, but still they're still making me thousands of tens of thousands per month uh, you know, profit without doing anything. And that's two years without you know doing any tweaks, anything to them. Uh, and to me, that's just insane. I prefer to actually make less and have something that works for years like that rather than just making a lot and then lose everything or making a lot and just not making anything the next month. Um, so yeah, so it's still extremely consistent. Obviously, uh, with this iOS update, we were all worried a little bit uh, that's going to affect every platform. But from what I can see, it's not affecting Pinterest that much. Um, it's just the platform is different than Facebook. Pinterest, people are actually looking to buy things. Uh, you know, they, they actually look they're looking for ads most of the time as well so it's not having the same effect on facebook where people don't really like ads you can take them by surprise you know um so i think that's why um it's not having such a bad effect on, on pinterest it might might slow them down i don't really i don't i'm not really feeling it my my people working with me and people that i i teach uh pinterest ads to i'm not feeling it as well um but yeah it's working well super consistent so yeah very happy about this as well one of the things that I think about Facebook too, because you say people uh, don't want to look at ads. I think one of the issues too is that even when they see the ads, a lot of the ads come across as like copied and pasted, say from from AliExpress video, and and and, and the quality to them. There's just not a lot of um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of effort into them now. And I've gotten conflicting opinions on this. Uh, I just spoke to somebody last week who said, you know what, you just use them to to get you started because uh, they still can be effective. So, what what's been so for one, we'll we'll get into. I know we're, we wanted to do some some screen sharing on Pinterest, so we're starting to work our way towards that. But um, what have been the I guess the ground rules for for making a Pinterest ad effective? And then are they specifically um, images, or are there also video ads on the platform as well? Of course, you could do video ads, you could do carousel ads, and you can do uh, picture ads as well. I do mostly pictures. Uh, single pictures, but videos work well. Depends on the product. Again, if you need to explain how it works, then a video is great. If not, uh, a picture usually uh, speaks a thousand words. It's very easy to, you know, convince people with a picture. Picture when the picture looks nice. Um, so yeah, I would definitely go for a picture. I think, like you said, we're gonna do a, a screen share where I'm actually going to uh, show an ad that I've that I've that I've created, and then uh, launch the beginning of the campaign. So just the targeting for that ad, just to give people an idea, uh, on how we're doing it and pretty much like a mini course, like a free mini course. Uh, I think this, yeah, this, this people would like that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy to, to jump into this. And then uh, as we go, I'll certainly have, uh, uh, more questions that'll pop up. So you'll bear with me. I'm just going to make Mark the host. All right. Uh, ready when you are. So this is, uh, an ad that actually, uh, launch, um, on Pinterest. So it's for a crescent moon necklace. Uh, this is a product that we found on Etsy that is actually was working extremely well. And if you know me, if you follow my uh, product research strategy, you know that I find products by uh, looking at reviews. So recent reviews. So let's say you are on Etsy, um, you see a product that you like, you're going to check the reviews and make sure that it's reviews about this product and not all the products, all the products of the same seller. Um, and you want to look for reviews that are recent or every single day. So if your product has reviews every single day, it means that there's a lot of demand for the product. It means that people are really looking, you know, buying it uh, and then leaving a review, especially that most people that actually buy the product not, are not leaving a review. So, um, so yeah, so that's what you want to do. Uh, so that's how we found this product. So you can see here, so this is a jewelry um, product, a necklace um, that people really like. 
And obviously, this is like a moon-shaped uh, necklace with some kind of stones. I don't really remember exactly the... the I mean, the, the word that's coming to my mind is gemstones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm not, I'm not a... Yeah, I'm not a... Yeah, an expert, but I, yeah. Well, I only know a few of them because of Diablo, so I think those count as diamonds. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you can see here, uh, that's the format of the ad. Uh, very simple. We, uh, that's the thing with Pinterest. I don't like to complicate things. It's not like on Facebook where a lot of people try to have a lot of text and you know big discounts and whatever. Um, on the image, I like to keep it simple. So like a simple, clean image. People know what it is. It's great. If again, if the product needs explanations, if it's a if it's a gadget or anything that. Uh, you need to to talk about because people won't understand what it is right away, then obviously it would be great. Um, so, okay, so that's the creative. And here we have uh, the ad copy, which is pretty pretty simple, okay? You, you don't have to follow exactly this model, but uh, you can see here for the first two two uh, sentences, what we did is obviously because it's shaped like moon, to deliver her to the moon and back. And this people actually really resonated to this. People really like this. Um, and thought it was great. We got a lot of cool, cool comments um, on this. And of course you do. So the reason why we ask the question, again, I'm not a copywriting expert, but this works for me and for my students as well, is just to generate some emotions, to really make them you know, think about their, their loved one, uh, their other half, and just like start to feel some kind of butterfly in the stomach. And, uh, and is that's, that's what we're trying to achieve here. So of course you do. And then we talk about a little bit of the, the, we talk about the necklace a little bit. So necklace is a symbol of balance and love. And it kind of confirms what we uh, try to do in the beginning. Again, to talk, to generate a bit more emotions and to explain what the product is about and pretty much what it's going to uh, mean when they're going to offer it to their uh, loved one, right? So they're going to, oh, this is a symbol of balance and love. This is exactly what I want for, you know, my, my, my wife or my uh, girlfriend, um, and then for the rest, this is, this is like, is up to you. I like to put a made in the USA cause usually, uh, with people, people are patriots and they really like when we do this. And this is actually made in the USA. So you don't want to lie. Um, uh, but that's something I like to include when it's the case, uh, 50% off today, uh, only get yours today. This, the 50% off, you don't have to do it. Uh, there's something we've tested, uh, we've tested different things and this one was working pretty well. Um, but you don't have to do this. You can, you can just remove that and just say, uh, you know, get yours today. It's good to have, again, a call to action uh, that just, you know, get people to take action and, 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 and go on your site. So again, I'm not a copywriting expert. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, including copywriting expert, we said that, you know, you could definitely improve this and that's true, um, but this works. This is a simple uh, method that we use for Pinterest and it's working well, obviously, uh, you could do a sort of long format copy, which is, you know, you're going to be talk more in details and more like a tell a story, an introduction, a middle and an end. Uh, that's something we like to do also with this kind of products too, where you could just say uh, pretty much try to uh, talk about when that person met their husband and girlfriend, so how they felt the first time, so how you you just saw her the first time and and, and that's how you felt. And just, again, try to make them uh go back through those those emotions again so that's another way of doing it uh so again nothing crazy just very simple um and that's that's what i like to go for so i test something like this and then it's all about the advertising it's all about the targeting demographic and the strategy that we're going to use uh you know to again show this ad you know, so the term, um, do you love her to the moon and back? Uh, I'm going to have to uh, uh, go on record and say that I've said that 
term to my my girlfriend. Um, and 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 different terminology I think resonates with different couples because there's just terms that have uh, special significance. Like an, like another one that I had said uh, is uh, I, I love you to pieces. And to commemorate that, uh, I made a custom puzzle where I took a bunch of images and I had them custom printed oh, on a puzzle. So cool. And so it's it's up on our wall now. I love you to pieces. And so now it's in pieces. Uh, everything was great <laughs> except like 26% of the image was black. And so there was a part of the puzzle where we're just sitting there with a bunch of black pieces going, what the? <laughs> Aside from that, the rest, the rest of it went, went well. But I think yeah. that's one thing that, that resonates with me is that these different terminology can um can 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 appeal to somebody and and it might i don't know it might be it might come across as uh, as corny for some but i think that is also an endearing quality and it's an honest quality and 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 obviously it's a, it's an ideal fit for the for the product as well so what i'm wondering is have you found maybe terminology or or slogans or not quite do you leverage in moon and back but like other versions of that and maybe that there is a product that could uh, align with that very well. So the the copy will reach a person first and then the product comes along after. Sorry, I'm not sure I understood the question really. <laughs> okay, well, let's just, let's just say, okay, yeah. so let me just put it this way. Let's just say, for instance, uh, there was another term because I love you from the yeah. roots to the leaves, which is yeah. a, a tree analogy. Um, would, have you ever found terms in seeing, I wonder if there's a product that would actually go really well with the, with that terminology, like copy first, product second. Oh, okay. I see it now. No, I actually go product first, uh, copy second, because the product and the marketing is in my opinion, more important. Uh, I mean, everything's important. Like I said, it's a puzzle. You need every piece of the puzzle, but to me, that's how I do it. I, I look for a product first. And then I see with the potential of the product, how I can advertise it. That's how I do it. Um, and, and to me, that's the logical way of doing it. Um, but this one, yeah, I, 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 this one that resonated with me as well, because I'm kind of romantic as well. And I like, uh, I really like this one. And I thought it was really cool because of the you know, shape of the, of the, of this necklace. Uh, but I realized people like, you know, we, we all know that people are emotional beings. Uh, we are not, you know, beings of logic. We are um, beings of emotion. So react and resonate with emotion. So it's it's extremely powerful, especially with jewelry. Um, you could say, oh, it's a gift for your, you know, your your friend, whatever. But it, it, it works better when you we talk about a girlfriend or a gift that you can offer to your spouse. Um, and, and that's always the angle that I'm trying to take when I'm selling jewelry, for example. A couple of other things I'm wondering about this one. So one of them is, I, I, I think the term is camel copy, where the, fir, the every letter is capitalized. Um, and it's on the, the first sentence, but uh, it's not on the rest. Have you noticed, like, if, if the entire thing were capitalized in that way, uh, if, have you tried testing it that way to see if even it's a, if it's a subtle a change, has that by any chance um, had an effect on the response by the audience? Capital letters? So you see how it said... In the first sentence, you see, do you love her to the moon and back? And except with the exception of her, all of it is uh, is capitalized. But then the rest of the sentences, yeah. it's, it's oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I know what you mean. Uh, to be honest, uh, this is something we do. Uh, I've tried I've tried both. To be honest, it doesn't really have, uh, in my experience, uh, both works. It's not like if you do this um, or you do the other way, it's not going to work at all. That's not true. It's just to me, it looks too small, pleasing uh, to the eyes. Uh, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really have a huge impact. I mean, not on my opinion. Again, I, you know, I didn't run any like really thorough 
steadiness or whatever. But in my experience, it doesn't have a huge impact. And yeah. Yeah, and, and one thing I noticed too is so it says the first 50 characters are what usually show up in feeds. So for that reason, that the first sentence, I think, is, uh, is, is the exactly. key one. And so exactly. I think there's a, yeah. Exactly. Like, like to me and, and, and in general, for what worked for me is, is really like to keep it simple and just have a powerful um, first, in, in first sentence. Um, and you just need to be subtle, you know, and this is not, you don't need to be a copywriting expert to understand that. You just need to have some, some brains and just do a bit of research um, and just try to find something that resonates with the audience. That's it. You know, like try to read reviews on the internet, try to do things about the product to see how, what people say about this thing and, and, and try to, to, to craft a message that resonate with the audience. Um, but that's, yeah, again, you don't need to be a copywriting expert to do that. You can, anybody can do that. of other things i'm wondering about this um and, and this is me getting very like uh, uh, granular about it but you know my, i just in my opinion i might yeah, as well right, right. um so the the placement of the emojis it's always on the end of the sentence um so again is this another one of those situations where have you seen like if you were to put say the moon at the beginning uh or the heart of the beginning if, if there's any noticeable difference or is it is this the ideal place to place the emojis it's just more aesthetic to do it this way in my opinion, it looks a bit weird when you put it in front of the of the of the sentence because it's like starting a sentence. You're starting with a capital letter, so starting with a emoji to me sounds it looks a bit weird, um, and that's why you know most marketers are doing this way. Of course, I've I've tried different things, but again, to me, this one looks the the, the cleanest. It just looks good. Again, doesn't mean if you put it in the front of the sentence, it's just gonna uh, break or, or make or break your campaign, but I just it just smooth, looks smoother, just works looks better to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the 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 reason why like I would be tempted to try that for myself is if I were doing like a bullet point copy, uh, but instead of just uh, boring bullet points, each yeah, you know, yeah, each emoji yeah. would be one. So that that exactly. would be my my uh, exactly. my approach to it if I were to yeah, do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So that that I agree. If you're doing like a bullet point list and you you want to have that's actually a great idea. Uh, but here, that's not the case since we're pretty much, you know, like writing sentences, answering questions. I mean, a question and an answer. Um, it would look a bit weird. But in your case, like you just said, with bullet points, it's definitely a good idea. We've done this for product descriptions, not for ad copy, for the product descriptions, where we talk about the product itself and what it does and, you know, how, what's going to change for you if you get it. Um, we uh, we do we do do that, and that that's cool. Again, if it's used, it's it, it's for me everything is about aesthetics, so it needs to look clean and, and crisp. If it's just too much and looks overwhelming, uh, yeah, especially to the because you know I'm 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 European, and in in our in our culture, it's a bit different than in the US where advertising they go really really hard, they go really really heavy with the you know buy now and things like this. In Europe, it doesn't really work. Uh, as much so we have to adapt you advertise to europe you can't to europeans you can't just use the same strategy that you use in the u.s because people actually get very annoyed with this um it's just a different culture you know yeah i mean it's uh in, in the u.s uh, in in the west it's uh, if you don't do that then no one's going to even have a chance to pay attention because everyone exactly. is vying for for that attention okay yeah that okay. checks out um yeah. so two other things i'm wondering about this one of them is have you ever so you say that because it's an image it doesn't necessarily need a video because there's 
you don't have to like instruct people on uh, on a necklace. Um, but have you attempted video just to see if it would enhance the the visual aspect of it? Yeah. So it's something we do when we uh, when we test, and it's a product that doesn't need a video. I go for a picture. But then when the product starts working, if, if it starts working and we start getting sales and it works, you know, months after months, then yeah, we definitely invest in all the creative videos and stuff because then we have more people seeing our ad. We do a lot of retargeting and it's interesting to have videos to retarget people to really show them like somebody wearing the product and, and, uh, and yeah, but like the video obviously is going to be different. It's just going to be somebody like a woman or wearing the, the necklace, uh, you know, on a close up and something again, that we try going to try to, uh, make people feel emotional with some like a very like a classic classical music or something like that that would really resonate with people. Uh, this would be a good idea. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can definitely go for a video. But the reason why I do I I say this is because most people don't have a big budget in the beginning, and you don't need it in the beginning. You just can't start with this, and this would work really well. But then, of course, when you start getting some money, you have some cash flow. It's good to reinvest that money in creating and uh, making new creatives. Uh, to recycle the creatives and doing new different things, especially for retargeting, different platforms and so on. And then uh, last one I'm wondering about this is, because as you say, a lot of this is about how it resonates with uh, with the customers and how um, it, uh, it speaks to them on such an emotional level. Um, it seems to me that it would yield some pretty good user-generated content. I don't know about unboxings in particular, but um, have you, uh, do you, do, is this part of your, your strategy? Do you receive user-generated content like testimonials? I, reviews, I imagine, are, are pretty, are, you, actually, you said that you use reviews to, uh, to decide if the product is um, uh, worthy of your investment, but are you receiving any UGC like from customers who have bought from you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like this is, again, huge for retargeting. Uh, not really for cold traffic. Uh, maybe it's mostly for retargeting because again, if you just use an unboxing video for cold traffic, people will be like, "What the hell is this?" Like we yeah. don't even know what it is. But for retargeting, uh, when people saw your ad and they looked at it a few times, or they watched like fifty percent of the video, or they're interesting, they're interested, interested in it. Um, yes, definitely. We had some uh, people doing some unboxing. Uh, usually, where we 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 motivate motivate them to do it so by giving them a discount or actually offering them uh the product uh you know for free um and yeah those those are extremely extremely good obviously normal reviews as well uh very important but video reviews are, are just you know the the, the ROI on, on them like the the it's just it's just crazy people love it because it's a, it's a genuine um you know, human experience. So people can relate to that. They can relate to somebody opening like a package in their, in their own home and, uh, you know, with their emotions again, because that's, it's all about emotion. They open the package, they just, they cry or they yell or they laugh, you know, and that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, you know, if, um, the, the buyer is giving it to somebody else, right. You know, I, yeah. I would buy it for my girlfriend. And so you see the, the connection between the two of them. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's the, that's the, uh, that, that's the, the aim. And it's definitely what we uh, what we're looking for, and it works really well. Yeah, uh, I got to say, we got quite a bit out of uh, uh, just that one image there. Uh, I was like, oh, I hope this I hope this doesn't last two seconds. But you know, there's you know, there's a lot to think about, and 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 I appreciate you know uh, saying that you you don't have to be an expert copywriter. And as you were saying that, it, it made me think of like, you know, I I know we have some uh, professional copywriters who listen and even ask to be on the show. So I don't want to, I'm not targeting them when I say this, but I think whether someone is, is a pro copywriter or is not a pro copywriter, I think if they have this elitist mindset where they really feel like they're trying to convince the customer or they're trying to tell the customer what to think, 
that I think is the, is the more pressing issue is, you know, don't be elitist. You really, we need to be on the same level as the customer and say, you know, we, this is something that we would use. This is something that we believe in. And we just want you to, to share in that same feeling because you don't want to talk down to somebody if, and then also get an emotional reaction out of them. Yeah. That's why I tell people like to choose a niche uh, they are passionate about because then it's easy to talk about it. It's easy to talk about a product. You can relate, you relate to the customers, you live in the niche. So you can talk about a product. Like for me, like, like I said, I'm an emotional guy. So when I see a product like this, I think about my girlfriend or, or something. And, and it's just makes me think about it. And, and, and that's how I, I come up with, with, with those sentences. Of course, like a professional copywriter is going to do a better job and they, they, you know, they do amazing jobs and it's great. And of course you should work with them uh, when you have some money because it's going to take your business to another level as well. That's, that's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but obviously when you start, you don't have that budget. So you should, you should, you should save that money and do it yourself. Uh, especially in the beginning, you don't even know if it's going to work right away. So you, it, it, you don't, again, you don't need uh, those skills at the beginning. Uh, it's just to scale. And, and then after that, you can outsource to them, of course. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, living in the niche, knowing what you're talking about. And because I, I, I remember having a few students that tried the pet niche because I said I had a pet niche store and they just said, oh, it's going to work then because Mark's done it. And they didn't even have, they never had a pet in their lives. Um, and it was just awkward. The way they were writing the ad copy was just awkward. You know, they, they didn't get it. So when it, they tried to be cute, but it was just it was just cringy or was weird, and people are not gonna resonate. You need to speak the language, you know. You need to speak the language, um, and if you're doing something, I don't know if you are, like you said, like you, we talked about uh, before the, the call. We talked about uh, what was it, Cobra Kai? Yeah, Cobra Kai. Uh, so yeah. if you're if you're interested about martial arts, or you're gonna know like. The, the the words that people use in this industry and so you're going to relate to those people. If you don't know, you're just going to think it's weird. You know, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? You know, it's the same thing with every industry. And that's why, I, yeah, I urge people to, to do some, to, to know what they're talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say um, even more uh, specifically, you know, it's one thing to own a pet, but it's a very different thing to talk about a pet that I uh, hadn't owned in specific. Like I've had newts, I've had fish, I have I had a cat, had a guinea pig, never had a dog. So I, I don't, being a dog owner is a whole different culture than being an owner of any other pet. Yeah. There's a, there's a big passion. It's like a, almost a cult to have a, to have yeah. a dog. So yeah. yeah. You, you, and, and that's the, it's a scary thing about everything in life. It's like, you don't know what you don't know, you know? And it's like, you might think, you know, because we all have this ego where we're like, well, we, I know what it is to have it, but we don't know. You don't know until you experience it. And when you experience it, then you realize, oh my God, I know now. Uh, and that's why I tell people don't, if you, if you've never done something, don't think you're smarter than you are and like, oh, you're going to figure it out. You won't it just, just choose it as some, something else that you, you understand that you master, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm going down the hallway to uh, put the garbage in the chute and one of my neighbors, uh, we, we, we greet and then his dog comes running out to, to greet me a little, little, little uh, Rover. I don't know exactly what breed it is, but very cute. Tries to jump up and just, uh, you know, it just hits my legs and, and you know, I spend, spend a couple of moments petting it and then move on with my day. And, and I think what happens is we get to experience oftentimes like the best part of pet ownership through somebody else because we get to see you know we get to greet the dog get to pet it but we're not the ones that clean the puke off the floor we're not the ones that have to pick up the dog's uh, shit when they're going to the park so all of that lived experience only comes through if you've lived that experience yourself yeah 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 but to be honest it's it's not even annoying like of course it's not pleasurable but when you love your dog when you love your pet 
you don't care about this. You know, it's never like you're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. It sucks. You know, it's not like uh, people <laughs> that go to nine to five and it's different because there's love involved again. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's like a, you know, for most people, it's their babies. So it's like, they just like, of course, they're going to be annoyed from time to time, but as soon as they're going to come, the, the, the pet's going to come and just like show them some love. They're just going to say, oh, you know, they're just going to forget about everything. It's just, uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely not a, it's not easy. Of course, it's like a responsibilities and stuff, but it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's an amazing experience. Well, even that is a, is an insight that I it didn't really occur to me all that much is, you know, the, the overwhelming power of love uh, that people have for, for their pets just overwrites the, whatever uh, uh, minor inconveniences if once in a while you know the dog wakes him up 3 a.m in the morning okay that can be annoying no matter how much you love a dog but for the most part it's the 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 the, the feeling of care for them uh, overrides a lot of this it does it does it's like you know i'm sure when you were younger and you got mad with you you got an argument with your mom or your dad and uh and you know it, it doesn't last long if you if you have a good relationship you know what i mean like with just like the next day, your mom, the next two hours, your mom's going to come and kiss you and, and it's over, right? And the same thing with a dog. Like, you, you can't be mad at, at a, you know, an animal that doesn't really understand. They just, they woke you up just because they love you and they just want to play. Like, you can't be mad. Like, so, of course, you're going to be mad for an hour, but then after that, you you actually find it cute. So, yeah. I, I just want to ask about the, the baby niche as well, because we all were um, infants, but we also don't really recall um, many of those experiences. So, it's 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 a, it's a, it's an interesting metric to go by, because it's not like everybody was an animal, or maybe some people were animals in a previous life, but I don't want to get into that. If any foxkin are listening, feel free to contact me, podcast at thebeautify.com. And I guess it's the same thing in, in the baby niche. Even though we were babies ourselves, um, we don't have the 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 perspective of being someone who has a care for the child. It's a very different thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, I mean, I'm I'm not a dad, uh, but I my my best friend just. Uh, Got a baby recently, and I got a baby. I mean, that's, that sounds, <laughs> <weird. laughs> sounds a bit sounds a bit weird. Sorry for my English. Just, no, that's uh, just yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, right. Uh, and it just told me, and everybody told me the same thing. I thought it was cliche. I mean, it just changed everything. It just changed your perspective. It's not about you and now anymore. It's about him or her. Um, and I can understand. Sorry about the noise. Uh, I, you have to forgive my, um, my my Western ignorance, but was that an ambulance or an ice cream truck? <laughs> no, this is definitely not an ice cream truck. It's an ambulance. Yeah. Okay. But this is okay. different sound in the U.S., right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds different, but the uh, the premise is still the same. It's still yeah. just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So do you like? Uh, do you want us to go back to uh, to Pinterest a bit? We could do. We could start like talking about the uh, the ad, the campaign launch, or something like that. That could. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, I'm uh, I'm eager to see this. So I have just converted host duties over to you. Uh, ready when you are. All right. So we are now in the uh, Pinterest uh, builder campaign builder. Okay. So this is a, a Pinterest ad account, pretty much, uh, for one of my stores, and uh, we're just gonna pretty much do the targeting um, for the product that you just that we just talked about. The the moon necklace okay uh we're not going to do the whole campaign because obviously it's going to take a lot of time and uh, not sure we have enough time to do that but we're just going to do the targeting just to you know show people how this works and the difference the main differences with facebook with uh, facebook yeah so yeah so we're going to go for this uh we're going to select conversion so that's something you're not going to have right away uh in the beginning it's going to be uh you're only going to have either traffic or uh burn awareness and things like this because 
um, they just they want you to get more data before you run a conversion uh, campaign. But you can actually send them an email, tell them to unlock it, or you can send you can run a traffic ad and uh, you know get a bit of traffic and then they'll unlock it for you. Okay, so we're gonna continue. So we're gonna hit continue here, and now we are in our uh, campaign. Okay, so this is. Uh, the campaign builder. So you can see here, it's a bit similar to Facebook. You have the targeting, you have the budget and schedule, the optimization delivery, and the ads, all right? So we're not gonna create the ads, it's already created. I mean, we didn't create it, but we showed you the ad that you know, we would use. Um, so yeah, we, we you, reverse engineered it, so. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're gonna have uh, here a targeting strategy and we're gonna go for select your own, choose your own, okay, which is here. Um, and then we're going to go on keywords and interest. And that's where everything, um, that's where we're going to choose our interest and keywords. So that's the main difference uh, with Facebook is that on, on Pinterest, you have access to keywords, just like on Google. So it's huge because you're actually uh, getting warm traffic, people that are looking for exactly what you want to sell, which is amazing. So uh, here, uh, what I like to do usually is combine both interest and keywords in the same campaign. Uh, Pinterest uh, reps are going to tell you that you should just go for interest or keywords, but uh, in my experience, it works best uh, with interest and keywords at the same time, especially when you're testing a product, all right? So we're going to go again for, uh, we're going to start with the, the the interest means yeah. I'm gonna start with the interest first. So, like you saw, we're selling this necklace, a moon necklace, and it's all about the angle. How we're we gonna sell it, right? So, let's say uh, we're gonna we actually wanna target men for them to buy it for their spouse or for their you know girlfriend. That's what we're gonna do. That's the angle you're gonna take. So you might tell me, oh yeah, but on Pinterest. It's mostly women. So is it not weird to target men? No, it's not. And that's the thing. It's because we, there's still men using it, obviously less than women. But because of what, what this actually, this um, because of this, um, there's actually less people advertising to men. And it's kind of untapped. So you can, you can still find, uh, you know, make a good amount of money and have a successful ad by targeting men because they, they're receiving less ads than women. So we're going to go here and targeting, target men. Uh, but first, we're going to go for the interest. So like I said, uh, we want to target people that obviously have a girlfriend or are married. Okay, Otherwise, it's not interesting to us. So most people, they would think they will look at the necklace. They're going to think, oh, this is a nice necklace. I'm just going to go for interest necklace or keywords necklace. That's not what I want to do. I want to go for what kind of people will buy something like this, right? So uh, I'm going to go for, um, you know, we're going to play with it. Like, like I'm like, just, I'm going to act like I've never used it. So you can see how this works. Okay. So when you tap married, you have wedding, wedding planning, wedding, wedding event, wedding ceremony. Okay. So that's something you can do. If you go for wedding, people are married. Uh, they are in a relationship, so they have, you know, a wife uh, and a partner. And obviously, they are, they're going to be, most of them going to be interested in buying something cute for them. Okay, so that's, again, the potential audience that you can do. Another thing you can do as well is go for people that have a baby. You know, they may be not married, but they have a baby. So you go for parenting. Parenting, again, they have, they, they, might, do, they might do it on their own, but most of the time, you know, they, they have someone. So you go for parenting. And you can see there's so many things here, uh, parenting advice, uh, parenting baby, baby gear and things like this. And don't think about it just all oh, baby gear. They're not going to be interested 
in the necklace because this is baby gear. Again, just you have to think uh, wider, okay? They're interested in baby gear, therefore they have a, a partner and they might be interested in something else. That's how you need to think about it. If I, if I could just share an observation for a second, what I find uh, what I find interesting was that so you typed in um, married, and then the only uh, interest that popped up were was the wedding, and yeah. the wedding is the beginning of a marriage. There's a lot that happens after it. It's just that yeah. the wedding is the most visual part of it, right? Yeah, dresses, flowers, and the and the rice and all that. So yeah. I think what you're trying to do here is. Um, you want to learn more of the story of this married couple. Uh, do they have kids? Do they become parents? You know, how many, how many kids do they have? You're trying to get more of a sense of the avatar of the user. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go for like the ideal customer and not just somebody who's looking for a necklace because then you're competing with everybody, everybody's selling necklaces, you know, and that's not what we want to do here. Um, so you can go for this. Uh, then again, parenting. So you have so many things to test. This is different than Facebook. You have less options uh, with interest, but you have a lot of options with keywords. We're going to do keywords after. Um, but right now, we're just you know, showing you a bit different things that you can do. Okay, just like this is really an overview just to give you an idea of how to use it. Okay, um, so we do parenting. There's another thing we could do. We could go for a relationship. And now we're going to see, you're going to see uh, we're going to have relationship. We're going to have relationship quotes. Actually, we don't have a lot of things here, but if you do relation, we might have a few more things. Education, no, actually, yeah. So you have relationship quotes. Um, we go for boyfriend. Let's see what we have here. Girlfriend, boyfriend, jeans. Could you try typing in anniversary? I'm, uh, I like, I'm wondering what would happen if you type in anniversary. Yeah, of course. You just do that. So you can see your relationship quotes, matching couple outfit. Uh, when I was when I was on boyfriend, I think there was a Valentine's Day. So another thing to do. Uh, people are interested in this. They're looking for a gift. That's another way of doing it. Uh, something romantic. So you say anniversary, right? So you have wedding anniversary, uh, and again, it's the the wedding part of it. So um, so yeah. So this is again another way of doing it. Uh, then you could go for people that are interested in. Like, that's another angle. So again, if you don't want to do for like gift for like couples and stuff. Another angle would be because it's like shaped like a moon. So we go for more people that are interested in astrology and, you know, planets things like this. Again, this could work. Um, so you could go here. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of interest, to be honest. Um, astro, science, space, and astronomy. You can have this, yeah, astronomy. But yeah, this is not huge. We can see here when you click. Yes, it's a small audience, but uh, we, we don't have the keywords yet. Um, so yeah, so that's uh that's again just one way of doing it so we're going to start now selecting um so we're going to go for parenting we're going to select a category and we're going to start uh then selecting similar keywords and showing you how to build the campaign all right so here we have um parenting if you select parenting let's see the audience so this is actually 1 million 32 uh but we haven't selected the different countries yet so when we're going to select more countries it's probably going to be bigger um, so let's see. So now we have parenting. Let me, let me see on the demographic here what we have. So here we only have the UK. So we're going to go for what I usually do go for is US, United Kingdom, Canada. Uh, Australia? Yeah, and, uh, Australia. New Zealand. Uh, I don't usually go for New Zealand. Uh, I'm not getting really good results from it, so I prefer the big four. So you can see now the audience is huge. It's like 15 million. I like to keep it pretty small, like between you know one and 7 million. So right now, this is obviously too big. Here, we have actually 
all genders. So let's see when we go for only male, much better. So actually this, it fits. So perfect. You can see, you know, obviously there's mostly women on Pinterest. You can see that. But again, that's not a problem at all. Um, those people, it's like, this is not like the total users. It's potent, It's the monthly active ads audience. So every month you're going to have this, this, uh, this audience. So this is, this is more than enough. All right. Um, so, okay. So we, we selected the uh, different demographics and stuff. Again, I like to keep it pretty broad. All languages, again, is fine. All devices, fine as well. Uh, so now we're going to go back to the targeting. Yeah, we have 257. Okay, that's fine. Are we going to keep it like this? I'm going to check the keywords and see how um, our potential audience increases and how, you know, how it reacts. So now we're going to go again for, we were on parenting. So we could go for, um, you don't need to use the same keywords uh, related to the same exact uh, interest that you've used. You could do like something different. It's completely fine. So maybe let's say if we go for, Let's see. We go for love. So I have a question for you. Are you using keywords to expand the audience size or reduce the audience size? Oh, it's going to expand it. Expand it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, would have yeah. thought reduce the audience size. Like you're trying to get more uh, specificity. Yeah, but you can't do that actually on, on, it's not like on Facebook where you could narrow. You cannot do that. Um, but it's fine because the, the, the keywords are very specific and people are looking for them. Um, so it's like, you know, they already know what they want. They're already looking for a necklace. They're already for like a gift. So it's, it actually narrows it because people are interested in, in, you know, in getting those things. So here, love didn't get anything. All right. So we go here. We have in love, feeling, husband, I love you. So all of these things are great. Okay. So um, obviously you could just select uh, the first few that are coming out. So I like to go for 50 or something like that. So they say um, Pinterest usually recommends 25. Um, I usually go for, like I said, uh, oh, you learn so much about human psychology too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is love relationships? I want a relationship. Yeah. 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 And, and you're going to go, you might think all oh, doubting love relationships, maybe not what you want. I want to go for everything. Cause you never know, you know, uh, and it, it, sometime I had the weirdest, the weirdest, uh, results from, um, from the, weirdest, yeah, because uh, cause you get people they're you know, they're not in a, they're not in a great place. And then. You know, they just they just meet somebody and then the, they just get this flood of emotions and yeah. Yeah. So so here we have an audience of two seventy eight million, uh, three oh eight. You know, that's that's good. That's actually a good audience. We can leave it like this. Uh, we could maybe try to make it smaller with the with the interest. Um, so we go to selected parenting. So yeah, you can see here. So we, if we do this, we select everything. So let's go back to the the audience. But if we go for parenting advice. Then you select a few, it's going to be, you know, smaller, right? Uh, but actually, um, let me see. I'm actually going to go for the whole thing uh, because it's not that big, actually. So I'm going to go for the whole thing. And there we go. So, yeah, that's pretty much um, that's pretty much how you do the targeting. Obviously, there's different angles, unique angles you can use for different niches. That's how you do it for this specific niche. Uh, for this product, and then obviously you test it with different uh, different ads and so on. But that's uh, that's how I do it. That's my method. Uh, different countries, and then you give it a few days because this is not like Facebook. It's not going to spend money right away. It's going to actually take some time um, to to spend. So it might take five days, six days, seven days, especially if you're using uh, custom bidding. Uh, not custom, sorry, manual bidding. Um, it might take some time, but that's just that's the way. That's just the way it is. And what kind of budget are are people looking at when uh, when they're setting up a campaign like this? And 
because you say it takes takes some time for the, for them to uh, align with the with the with the targeted audience. It actually takes time not to align but to spend. So you, I usually go for between ten dollars and twenty dollars or pounds. You know, doesn't matter. Really matter. Um, and it takes days before it actually spends just your your, your daily budget. Um, that's the difference. So it's not like you need to spend five hundred dollars before you get sales. That's not how it is. Even though Pinterest is that's what Pinterest says, but it's not true. Um, but you can you can get sales after five dollars spent if, if everything is aligned. If everything you know your store is good, your your campaign, your product, everything's fine. You can get sales on the first day. But sometimes it takes days for Pinterest to spend your money. So you want to be patient uh, and just wait a bit. But like I said, between ten and twenty dollars is usually the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think if anything, I think people will probably be uh, happier to to know that the money takes some time to spend rather than going onto other platforms and finding out the money was like overspent. Like, I thought I only put $200 in here. How am I two grand now in the hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes fast. But that's the cool thing about about Pinterest is that it actually goes slower. People might think it's not a good thing. It's actually a good thing because it makes you, you have time to to think things through, you know, and really think, okay, um, like, you know, how is it working and stuff? You're not like just, you wake up one day and you spend too much money. This is not how it works. So that's actually a good thing for me. Um, and, and I think it's, yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. It, it's, it's more, there's a better, there's a slower pace, um, but it's more consistent. Um, and you just have to be more patient people. And, but the thing is, even with Facebook, if you're not patient, you're going to lose all of your money anyway. So you need to, <laughs> you need to, to, you know, to kind of have some, uh, yeah. The reserve and just like take your time. By the way, if you're a current user of Debutify or haven't tried us out yet, Debutify version 3 has been released and now is a good time to upgrade or get started as any. A streamlined user interface along with an ever-increasing array of conversion-boosting add-ons is waiting for you. So download today for free and start your journey. Who knows? Maybe I'll be interviewing you before too long. Something's popped up while we were while we were going through this. Um, so I think just a few things I just want to make sure um, so it's clear for me as well as for my audience is um, the these ads. Um, you're 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 funneling people to an Etsy posting. Uh, is that correct, or is it to uh, a website? Or I'm like where where are the transactions actually being made? No, to your to your own website. To, to your, your own, own website. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like to your own dropshipping or e-commerce website doesn't really matter. You could do it if you have a, if you have an Etsy listing. If you work, if you're selling on Etsy, this is a tool. You know, like Pinterest is a tool, just like Facebook. You could it's just traffic, so you could send it to anywhere you want. Um, but right now, the way I'm doing it, and the way you know most people, obviously dropshippers, and uh, would do it is it's directly to to your to your website. Um, but again, if you have a an Etsy page or an Amazon you know page, um, then yeah, why not? Like it's it's. It's the same principle. The other thing I'm wondering too about uh, Pinterest is how much weight is it pulling organically? And what I mean by that is, you know, if you have your own, you have your account and you have um, maybe images that you're sharing and people are finding those, I guess the equivalent would be, say, if somebody finds like a Facebook page for for the brand. And so they start uh, being engaged actively organically through there. And then maybe that converts into a sale. So in, in that sense, how has Pinterest organic side uh, uh, worked for you? Uh, it works well, but it started working well when we already got some kind of audience. Uh, in the beginning, to be honest, I wasn't really posting anything on the, you know, except ads. Uh, I mean, pins that just I was using as ads. 
Um, but then people resonated with the with the ads. They just started purchasing, and then we had a good amount of followers. For one of my brand, we had like 10k or 20k followers um, for like this brand, and uh, yeah, people 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 like it. And then they, they come back, they buy other things. Um, but in my experience, yeah, obviously you go faster by by launching ads, uh, building your audience. Again, obviously you need to have the whole, all the pieces of the puzzle together. So you have to good customer service. Uh, good everything because if if your customer have a bad experience, they're not going to come back. Um, and uh, and yeah, I was actually talking to one of my students yesterday, and I was me, I was actually amazed. Um, we, we were talking, we were looking at his um, dashboard, and he had eighty five percent returning a customer returning rate, uh, and it's just insane. You know, eighty five percent. I don't have this kind of numbers, just being being honest. And it's just like shows you when you have amazing customer service, um, people come back. And, and that's, uh, again, that's another subject, um, but it's just very important to understand that if, if people uh, don't, you know, you, you acquire that customer, you have them as a follower. If, they, if most of them don't purchase anymore, it's because you've done something wrong. You know, you've done something wrong either with the product that wasn't meeting their expectations or the advertising or anything, you know, customer service, whatever. This is something I, I can, I suppose I can look it up on my own, but uh, I've got you here. So is, uh, is a home office, like I'm the niche that I'm in right now is um, mainly like home office and remote working. Is, is there a, a fit for that uh, within Pinterest or is it maybe too far off of the, I guess, the overall artistic aesthetic of the website? Um, what do you mean by home office? Like, uh... So I'll, I'll, give, I'll go even more specific. So the exact product that I'm working on are um, self-stick drawers. So you put them underneath your desk, you pull them out, you have extra drawers there. So it's very much about improving the remote working space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is definitely, definitely. It's kind of not really home. I mean, it's kind of linked to home decor a little bit, right? To home. I mean, if like because it's a utility product, so I'm yeah. not I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it works. It, there's no difference for everything. Uh, it definitely would definitely work. Would definitely work. Yeah. All right. I, I think we can. Uh, I don't. If there's anything else you want to show us while we got your screen share, otherwise, I think we can we can close that one down. <laughs> there's other things, uh, you know, but obviously, like uh, uh, this is like then after there's a lot of details and a lot of things uh, that requires more uh, time, like takes a lot of time. So I think it's just more good introduction. That if people want to learn more, they can watch. I have a lot of videos. I have a, you know course mentoring programs, so they're more than welcome to see. I think that's a good overview to you know start and understand how this works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, the the visual side of it has helped me a, a, a lot too. Just uh, getting the uh, especially getting a sense of the, the relationship between the interests and the keywords. I think without your explanation, I wouldn't have understood exactly how uh, th those two work together. Um, th this is this is like maybe one of the silliest questions I've asked in a long time. But have you ever um, figured out if you need to say like prevent someone from looking at it. So I'll give you an example based on the necklace. So let's just say you only want the guys to look at it because you want you don't want the girls to like see it. They want it to just be like a pure surprise. I know this is a very specific example, but I'm wondering if, if Pinterest would have that kind of uh, capability. Not really. I mean, you're not targeting women, so it's not going to show it to women. Of course, if they're using the account of their you know girl boyfriend, or they might see it. But uh, but no, there's not really. I don't think so. But it's not it's not a problem because, like I said, when you're targeting men, uh, it's mostly you know 99 of men will see it, and women will not. Uh, obviously, some other people will, will will probably advertise the product also to women. Um, but then right. my yeah, yeah, you can't control their advertising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't control what other people are doing. But um, obviously, there's different angles that you could that you could use. Uh, like right now, we that's the angle we've used, but it's not necessarily the only one that 
you know, you can use, uh, there's this example I always, I always um, talk about. It's like, uh, have you seen, you know, this, this product that was everywhere, I think it was last year, was this massager thing that you're putting on your muscle, was doing like this, you know? Uh, and people were like advertising this everywhere and it was just oversaturated. And with this brand that kind of used it uh, for horses and they were like using it as an ad to like actually relax their horses, right? And this is like a completely new angle, the same product, but just for a different thing. And it works super well for them. So that's, that's what I try to show and teach people is that the same product can be advertised differently. And you need to think outside of the box. Again, this is creativity again, but it's just that's how you kind of um, separate yourself from the pack. And that's how you, again, you don't need to be a genius, but it's just like trying to do things slightly differently uh, in a smart way to, to get different customers. So here we use this angle of like a, as a gift for men, but you could go for women that are interested in gemstones or that are interested in astrology, astronomy, for example. You know, there's different angles that you could use. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just got to say, I think for the person to have come up with using the massager for the horse, that ties into what we were saying earlier about, you know, having your own pet. Pretty sure whoever thought of that had a horse and oh, yeah. it was actually trying it out. Yeah, there's, I, I never would have thought of that in a million years, even if I was working on that product. So Yeah, but actually, you, yeah. Could, do it, you, could, you could, I didn't even think about it, but you could actually, I saw it for horses. You could do it for dogs. You know what I mean? You could do it for, because there's different, there's different power thing on this, on this stuff. So you're not going to knock out the dog. But like uh, you could go for like a little, <laughs> that would be weird. I could have like a, you know, a little Is your baby having a hard time sleeping? Oh my God, <laughs> weird thing. Yeah, and it's like, oh, cat <laughs> would be insane. Yeah, but or yeah, the parent like, just use it on themselves. Just, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like, you know, like for example, for old dogs maybe or for uh, things like this could definitely work if you do it gently. Um, so see, another, that's another thing. I just thought about it now. Now I've never seen it before, but this could definitely be, an angle that people could use for the same product, a product that is saturated, that is not working for, you know, general niches. And you, you just use it for different animals uh, and, or animals or different, so I'm using different audiences, that's what I meant. Um, and, and, and then it could work and turn it to, from a loser to a winner in overnight. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I tend to hold on to this idea. Uh, it was instilled very early on, which is, you know, the, the product doesn't work, kill it. Um, and, and I try to hold on to that idea because it helps keep me grounded and that, you know, these things, the bottom can fall out. These things, they, they may not work, but I also get a lot of, of the opposing opinion, which is there's always a new approach. There is a new way to look at it. So it, I mean, products aren't made to fail. They're made to succeed. So, it, you know, outside of the box thinking you, and creative thinking can lead you towards finding a new way to, to approach the product. Yeah, Exactly. It's a risky, it's risky because when you're a beginner, um, again, you don't know what you don't know. So you're just pretty much throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks. And that's not good. So that's why as beginners, it's good to actually, like you said, keeps you grounded to say, okay, it doesn't work after two weeks or something. I move on. Right. But when you get more experience, you try to, you then realize, okay, there's new angles and stuff. Because in the beginning I was testing a hundred of angles, but I actually the product, I mean, the whole thing was 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 a dud and I couldn't make it work, but I, I tried very hard to make it work. And I've lost thousands, you know, when I was just started. Um, and again, so it's it's a really fine balance between, uh, and, and that's why it's hard. That's why people are struggling. You know, it's not easy, but uh, you should not give up right away. That's why it's not because it doesn't work the first week that it's not going to work. That's for sure. Like most of my products that, that were bestsellers, they were not working the first week. They were working. I mean, they were getting me sales, but they're not getting me profit. Again, getting sales is easy. 
you're getting profit is the hard is the hard thing uh and and yeah so like after a week or two weeks started tweaking the price the offer everything then i started making profit if i gave up like before like just because all oh, it doesn't work i'm just gonna try something else i would have not you know i would have missed like leave hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table so it's 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 good to to again test different things when you get sales you're not getting anything and if you're doing again everything correctly uh all the pieces of puzzle together the side the advertising everything and it still doesn't work then yes but again that's the hard thing is that some people think they have all the pieces of the puzzle together but they actually don't they they the advertising strategy is not good or their site is not good you know so that's why it's hard with jobs with e-commerce in general is like to really make sure that you actually every part uh every part of of the the this e-commerce puzzle is actually complete and everything is done good so if it doesn't work okay it's the product or is this and you know right but when you're confused and you're lost and that's what happens to most people they just don't know and they give up because they're like oh this thing doesn't work yeah and you know you know you're you're using the term um the econ puzzle which is great because i really wanted to ask you about ever since like i i learned that from you um i've held on to that for myself and you know over time i get to, i get to talk to different people in different areas um and i guess my my puzzle has maybe takes a different shape from other people for instance like affiliate marketing is something i'm really enthusiastic about and so that might have a bigger chunk on it on the my puzzle versus like seo which to me is important really got to have it but as every time somebody tries to explain seo to me i start drooling at the mouth so you know i, I it's got to fit but it's really hard for me so what i'm wondering is you know over over since the last time we talked is has your puzzle come into clearer focus have new pieces been added to it like has there been any really really major revelations that have uh, reshaped your, your your thinking about what you're doing um different platforms uh like using for example tiktok influencers is definitely a, a new one uh that i'm doing uh you know experiencing different creating different pieces you know like tra- trying to find new pieces with different platforms again but aside from this, the, the 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 basics are still the same. You know, it's still website advertising products. Uh, that's the three main pieces. And then after after that, it's like you know different apps, different uh, components and stuff. But the main pieces are mostly yeah, the products, the advertising, and the uh, and the website. Um, and those will never change. It's always going to be this. And then you're going to add a few few more pieces um, to complete the puzzle and make it bigger. You know, because it's kind of a, a puzzle that is never finished. Uh, but you need the basics to 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 do yeah to to make it work. If you miss the the the, the big parts, uh, it's not going to work. So obviously, when I talk about like the three main pieces, like I said, it it doesn't. If you only have those three, you're not you're not going to go really far. It's just going to be you're going to get sales if you do this well. But then you need good customer advert a good customer um, service, which is another piece of the puzzle. You know, to expand, then you need different strategy of scaling then you need uh you know different uh, again traffic sources and those are all the pieces that allows you to expand and as the the, the puzzle expands so you the, your business expands and grows as well and, and, and it grows as well so yeah that's pretty much the idea of again it's just an image uh but it's just to and it's the same to everything in life everything you do in life uh whether it's a sport you know whether it's tennis whether it's it's business you, you, there is a lot of things that goes into it. It's not just like hitting a ball. You know what I mean? Like in tennis or fighting, it's not just punching somebody in the face. There's so many technique and movements and strategies behind it. You need to learn all of these things to actually be efficient at fighting or at playing tennis. The same thing with business. 
You know, you, you reminded me, I don't know if you've ever um, heard or seen this TV show. It was called uh, Extras with uh, Ricky Gervais. And there's this clip that got very popular where um, he's sitting next to, um, sitting across from um, Sir Ian McKellen. He's playing himself, uh, you know, Magneto, Gandalf, and a bunch of other um, uh, theater performances that I don't know off the top of my head. And, and he says, how do I act so well? I pretend to be the character I'm playing. And and the whole joke of the scene is that he's explaining it in such a simplistic, childlike way that Ricky's just like, un, un, just completely amazed or just and shocked. Like you're you're explaining to this like like it's a five year old. Like and remember when we're on the shoot, no one has their scripts with them. And 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 and, and, and I remember it um, because the first part of it is yeah, it's really funny to think that this you know one of the most respected actors in the world is explaining uh, it like a child. But then it also made me think, well, you know what? As a start, sometimes starting with the most simplistic approach is a good is a good place to start. Is yes, I am just pretending to be somebody else. That is the essence of acting. Or yes, I am just trying to sell a product. I'm trying to solve somebody else's problems. That is the essence of of marketing. And then you know you you learn the technique and get more you get more into it. But I think starting with the premise is gets people aligned in the right way. And that's one thing I've really tried hard to do, which is what is the core premise of this, which is you're solving problems for other people. Yeah, you're solving problem. You're selling pleasure. Uh, you're selling something that's going to make people happy or change, you know, pretty much you gotta, you know, solve a problem that is going to make them happy or uh, you know, solve a pain. Um, and actually, it's funny that you talk about this. I was actually looking at, um, I was watching a video this morning of, you know, obviously the, the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sure you watched the movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, and there's this famous scene where he says, you know, sell me the, sell this pen. And, and then I saw an interview of him and people asking, so sell me this pen. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to actually explain to you what I meant by this. And he said, people that don't understand selling, because it's the same thing for e-commerce, what we do. They're just going to describe the product and say, this is an amazing pen. This is great. This is, you know, you can write upside down. You can do this. You can do that. He said, but those people, they don't understand selling. And no, nobody's going to ever buy or, you know, something like that. So the only thing you can actually do, the only rational thing you can do is actually ask questions and understand if first they need a pen. What is, why they need a pen? What kind of pen they've used? You know, why would they, like, for how are they going to use this pen? And then you're going to understand and get all of this data um, and then use that data to sell them this product, right? Uh, if you say, well, no, I don't, I never use pens. I, I, you know, I just work on my computer. You don't, you shouldn't even sell them the product. Right? You shouldn't even try because it's going to be pushy. It's not going to work. So it's pretty much, obviously it's not exactly, we're not selling pens, but it's the same idea here. We don't want to describe just the product. We want to talk about what kind of solutions it would solve, even if it's not obvious for them. And, and then present the product as a solution in a subtle way and not just like, you know, buy, 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 because you can't force people to buy anyway. It's just not how it works. You know, like we, we, we make decisions. So you need, it needs to be subtle. It's not. Well, one thing I find interesting about your, your, your computer analogy is that, is it possible that, cause like you're saying, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes it's also about, you have to introduce the problem for them before you can introduce a solution to them. So somebody who's on the computer all the time, like for me, for instance, I paper all over the place because I recognize the value. And you know, even as we're talking, I jot down notes because it's easier to do that than to like pull up the other screen, type it in. It's very distracting. So problem solution. I, I th- and I think there's, there's, a, 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 there's a pursuit there as well, which is you know helping people identify what their problems are before you can even identify their solutions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, can, you don't want to go for a solution first. Uh, never like you want to talk about again, like the needs and, and the, the, it's always problems first. The, I, did I say that I was 
need to talk about solution first? No, I don't remember you saying that. No, uh, no, 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 no. It's always problem first um, and then the solution. Uh, but like you said, sometimes they might not be even aware of the problem, really. But you, that's, the, that's the, the subtlety in this. It's like you need to talk about this problem not without making it salesy, like really explain the problem that they're facing. And, oh, that's why my hired. So that's why this happens, whatever. And then you provide the solution. But again, it's, very, it's a very subtle app because you can't just say, Oh, you know, I urge buy this product. This is amazing. It's gonna, you know, like you can't just do that because you sound like a like a you know, an idiot. So you need to <laughs> you need to find ways to make it cool. You know, that's why people do now. Like they do, it's really cool. Like to to advertise to like to make it cool, and 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 that's why you need to do. So find you can use humor. You can use uh, you know like jokes and and emotions and uh, different things like this. This could help you. Yeah. With that, uh, I just had a look at how long we've been going for, and it is an hour fifteen. So, we've um, I, I for one, I've, I've I think I've gone through all my agenda. I think we're 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 good to wrap this up. I want to say it's really been great to to have you back. It's been great to to see you again and to have this conversation and um, just be able to 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 learn from you in this more extensive format. So, um, I'm really thankful to have you here. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure as well. Excellent. So, uh, if there's any, um, well, I mean, I. I don't remember if uh, I instituted this last time we had you on, but whatever. Um, if you got your final words or if any nuggets of wisdom have cropped up since the last time I talked to you, you're welcome to share it. And then uh, direct the audience how they can find out more about what you're up to. Well, regarding last word of wisdom, I don't really know. Um, I think we you know, talked a lot about a lot. I don't really know uh, what people expect, but uh, if it's beginners or if it's people that are more advanced, um, what I would say, like for beginners, because I know that I think that's the main, you know, the main audience uh, watching this show is like might sound cliche, but it's all about uh, consistency, persistence, and just like uh, doing something to you know a little bit every day and not expecting big results and just keep going until it works pretty much and just never, you know, I know it's the, the phrase never give up is always thrown you know there and there, but it's just like. It's not an option, you know, just keep doing, keep doing it without expecting anything, but just having fun doing it. And at one point, it's just going to work. Um, to me, it was never an option to stop. It's just like, that's how I'm just going to do it until it works. And it's just did. People just give up always before it actually works. The, the, the funny anecdote, I don't know if I said it uh, during the call on a previous call, is like uh, many of my students, um, they actually were telling me, oh, I'm, I'm actually thinking about giving up uh, because it's just too hard. I've done it for a few months. It's not working, whatever. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, okay, I'm going to take a week and then I'm going to get back. And then they go back to it. And that's when everything clicked, you know, and it happened to so many people. And it's just, that's a sign. It just shows that, you know, sometimes you, you, you think about giving, giving up, but you're actually very close to, to, to start getting, getting some, uh, some return, you know, an investment. So yeah, that's pretty much what I would say. It's very basic, but it's very important, especially in the beginning when you're starting and you're, you know, you feel lost and you feel like nothing makes sense. Uh, regarding uh, more information about me. So um, actually, if you'd like to know more about Pinterest, if you'd like to talk to me directly, what I, uh, what I have now is a service where you can actually book a call with me. It's a free call. And we can talk about you for an hour, for, and your business for an hour and really see, you know, understand your struggles and see how we can help. So that's the service we do. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Thank you so much again, uh, Joseph, for having me and the Beautify. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. 
I, I agree completely. We're really glad to have you here. And to my audience, it is also uh, an honor and a privilege to be able to collect and share this information with all of you. So thanks to everybody for all of your participation. And with that, take care. We will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next. <laughs>